Hey everyone, welcome to the Acrobatic Arts Podcast. I'm Loren, and I will be interviewing some of the top leaders and innovators from the dance and acrobatic industry. If you are a teacher, performer, student, or a lifelong learner like myself, you are sure to find these episodes intriguing and full of inspiration. Acrobatic Arts is passionate about providing current and relevant information for everyone. So please, sit back and enjoy as we share our passion with you and the world. It's hard to believe that season two of the podcast is over and we will be heading into our third season in less than a month. I would like to take a moment and thank everyone for listening. Your support is greatly appreciated. I also think it's worth mentioning that because we received so many amazing questions from our listeners around the world, we are going to keep that line of communication open in 2023. As always, we are kicking off the new year with our very special guest, the founder of Acrobatic Arts and the Canadian division manager, Mandy Yip. If you have any questions about acrobatic arts, the dance industry, or how to run a successful business, Mandy is the person to ask. Send your questions to podcast at acrobaticarts.com and we will include your question for Mandy in the episode. You will be able to find all of the information about this episode and a link to the podcast email in the show notes. I would like to personally thank all of our outstanding guests this season. If you missed any of the episodes, I encourage you to go back and listen as you are sure to find incredible information from passionate and knowledgeable people. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for and picked by you, the listeners, the Acrobatic Arts Podcast Top 5 Episodes of 2022. Starting us off at number 5 is Episode 34, Acro versus Gymnastics with Wendy Holmquist. Wendy, is there a difference between acro and gymnastics? This is a question as dance teachers we are frequently asked, and the answer is, yes, there is a difference, a very big difference. Being able to articulate this difference to your clients brings a level of sophistication and professionalism to the development of your acro program and supports the use of acrobatic arts in your studio. Acro dance is the beautiful fusion of traditional dance and acrobatic movement. While performing, dancers should maintain an emotional connection to the music and audience through their movements. Acrobatic tricks are meant to blend seamlessly with the dance choreography, so as to provide an extra level of excitement and flair to the performance. Where gymnastics is considered a sport, acro dance is considered an art. The venues in which gymnasts and acro dancers train and perform are vastly different. And while many skills may look similar, the techniques used for training are very different. Acro dance is traditionally performed on a hard surface, usually a stage that is unforgiving. The performance area on average is only a fraction the size of the gymnastics floor. Acro dancers must train to absorb the impact of the unforgiving surface in order to protect and maintain healthy bodies. Gymnasts train on a sprung floor with actual springs built right into the mats. This allows the gymnast to get a lot of height in their tricks and is a forgiving surface on which to repeatedly practice advanced tumbling passes over and over day after day. Both acro dance and gymnastics require a high level of training, passion and dedication to safely reach the status of an elite athlete or performer. 
Coming in at number four is episode 39 with Kate Evans. How do we improve hip and shoulder flexibility, Kate? Simple in theory, but as we all know, even the static human body is a complex structure. Add in a little bit of dynamic motion, and this is where we're all brought back right into the here and now in the studio. Often I see teachers in studios very stuck when it comes to progressing hip and shoulder flexibility. I am sure I'm not alone when I can say that we've all experienced that student that just cannot kick over in a bridge. The frustrations run high, the backs get sore and sore, and it seems that no amount of stretching works. We know they're lacking hip and shoulder flexibility. We're doing all the stretches, but nothing is changing. When I teach my students, I explain it to them like a thousand piece puzzle. To create a beautiful line and functional bridge, we need all the pieces of the puzzle to come together to form hip and shoulder flexibility. To access hip and shoulder flexibility, we need to find that center piece of the puzzle. And that center piece is core stabilization. The hip and the shoulder joint are both ball and socket joints. And what this means is that we have movements available in six different directions. We have flexion, extension, abduction, adduction, internal and external rotation, plus circumduction in the shoulder joint. This allows a larger range of motion available to these joints. However, the catch, if the joints are not aligned, the flexibility cannot be accessed. To access flexibility in these two areas, we need strong control and alignment with a really great core stabilization. When forming a bridge, as I mentioned, we're really looking to get 50% of the flexibility from the upper back and shoulders and 50% of flexibility from the hips. To achieve this, we need to ensure good alignment, balanced strength, stability and mobility exist together. Moving on and ranked at number three, we have episode 29 with Tim Buckley. Tim answers a question that was sent in by one of our podcast listeners. Is it safe for a dancer with scoliosis to train acrobatics? That's a good question as well. I think the the short and easy answer is yes. There are, you know, different sort of types of scoliosis. You know, it can be it can be mild, it can be more moderate to severe. Certainly there can be different amounts of curvature um, with potential rotations that can occur in the spine. There's a lot of different considerations for the condition itself. And therefore it is almost a case by case. Generally speaking, though, you know, from what I've seen over the years, I think that oftentimes working with scoliosis and keeping the dancer's spine mobile and strong is always going to be a good thing. Again, have your professionals weigh in, have them see either a spine specialist or a physiotherapist that sees scoliosis to get their opinion on the matter. But I've certainly seen a lot of professional level circus artists and also ballet dancers who have, um, you know, rather significant scoliosis and um, they're performing at a very, very high level in solo roles a lot of the time, and it hasn't stopped them. Okay. So it's not a definite no. Okay. Because again, strength, flexibility, keeping them functional is often the best thing for that type of body, but speak to your professional, speak to your physical therapist or your sports doctor and uh, get that case by case opinion on that particular person. Taking the number two position is episode 35 with Dr. Linda Bluestein. Linda explains why it is important for dance and acro teachers to recognize the symptoms of joint hypermobility syndromes. 
we know that hypermobility is much more common in dancers. I mean, some studies show that, you know, 90% of dancers have joint hypermobility. Of course, it depends on what scoring system you're using. It depends on, you know, how well you're screening people um, and exactly what joints you're assessing and that kind of thing. But we know that people who have joint hypermobility seem to be drawn to dance. It makes it easier to achieve beautiful aesthetic lines, which of course, especially, you know, something like classical ballet is super important, but we know it's important in um, gymnastics, rhythmic gymnastics, circus, you know, all of these aesthetic art forms, right? It's super important. And so it's really important for dance teachers to know because the students will go to their dance teacher first. They're often afraid, the dancer is often afraid to really tell pretty much anyone else besides their dance teacher. They are um, statistically um, reluctant to go to a physical therapist and even more reluctant to go to a physician. There's um, a study that was done a while back that showed that you know, the dance teacher was the number one person that this student was going to go to for medical advice, and then the physician was third or fourth on the list, something like that. So it's really important for dance teachers to be aware of these things so that if the student comes to you and says, I, I'm having this pain or that pain, if the dance teacher has this on their radar, I don't expect them to turn into a medical professional, not at all. If they just have this on their radar, then they can bring it to the attention of the parents or they can say, you know, I've heard that there are some conditions that can be associated with being you know, more flexible, more hypermobile. And so maybe you might want to go to your primary care doctor and have that looked at. And the most listened to acrobatic arts podcast episode of 2022 and in the number one spot is episode 31, Overcoming Dancer Anxiety and Mental Blocks with Dr. Leisha Strawn. When I was doing my PhD work, I was going to a gymnastics gym, actually, just understanding a little bit more about high performance sport and positive youth development. And one thing that those coaches did, and it was something that one of the coaches had learned in a parenting course, ironically, um, because we, we know we're coach moms uh, or teacher moms a lot of the time, but it's something that they learned in a, in a teaching course. And it was about this idea of surrounding the student with positive messages. And so um, or their child, like things around the house. So something you can put on the fridge and or in the bathroom or like notes that they'll see. How she had translated that into the gymnastics gym is actually whenever they did something that was courageous or something that talked about the values of the school. So it wasn't just about accomplishing a skill, but even something as simple as they were trying a new skill on the on the you know uneven bars for the first time and it, and they didn't accomplish it but the fact that they tried it and maybe it was something that you know was holding them back you know they're having a mental block and um, and I was able to witness that firsthand which was so cool and as soon as that student that student went up and down off that low bar I probably 15 times before they actually tried to <laughs> launch up to grab the high bar and when they went to launch they didn't grab the high bar they ended up falling in the pit but when they emerged from the pit, one of the coaches just said her name and said, I'm giving you a heart for courage. <laughs> and at that time it was February. So their, their symbol was hearts. Mm. And so the kid like ran over, picked up a paper heart. It already had sort of their like photocopied hearts. And it just had said like, my name is, and I received this heart for whatever. So they put their name, they put courage. 
and they went and put it on the wall and there were actually many many hearts sort of like surrounding the gym all all around all the walls and I took a second to just to walk through and look at them at the end and you know some were specific on a skill but many were just for like what we would say would be life skills or just affirming something that was a value in their actual gymnastics gym so you know go back to your mission go back to your the values, the things that you talk about on your website, the things that you preach to the children, you'll go back to those and start actually rewarding those. And it can be as simple as that and something that you post up on the studio wall. There you have it. That's a wrap for 2022. So what are you waiting for? Send your questions, comments, and ideas for future guests to podcast at acrobaticarts.com. We want to make sure that the Acrobatic Arts Podcast continues to provide the content that you're looking for in 2023. Hope to hear from you soon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and have a great day.